Hello, my name is Chloe Tonus, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the show where I talk about cybercrime, vulnerabilities, and uh, sometimes I just complain. This week it's going to be vulnerabilities and complaining. At the time of this recording, Windows 11 is the latest version of Windows. I don't know what it's like, but I've seen it when I was helping my grandmother set up her new PC, and I did not like it very much. However, there is one thing I noticed about it that I find quite strange. If you have an Intel CPU from before 2017 or an AMD CPU from before 2018, you can't upgrade to Windows 11. This is a lot more strict than previous Windows upgrade requirements, and I wanted to know why that is. Windows 11, which I have not upgraded to yet, for a few reasons besides the CPU, one of which being that every other version of Windows sucks, is supposedly focused a lot more on security and device health, which is a direction I do care about. They're requiring you to enable TPM, or Trusted Platform Module, and one of the main things that does is help your PC boot securely by not allowing malware to run when it boots. That's something that comes disabled in a lot of PCs, so if it's not enabled, I would personally advise doing so in the BIOS. If you can't upgrade to Windows 11 and your hardware specs are fine, go enable TPM because that is most likely the issue. Because in a lot of devices, it's disabled by default. But what's wrong with old CPUs? Well, there is a somewhat legitimate reason you may want to upgrade your CPU, unless it's soldered to your laptop motherboard, in which case, tough shit. This is the story of Spectre and Meltdown. The exploits permanently built into old CPUs that software just can't patch out completely. These vulnerabilities were discovered by Google's Project Zero, so thank you to Google's Project Zero, which is a task force dedicated to finding and patching zero-day vulnerabilities before they can be exploited. A zero-day vulnerability being a vulnerability that the creator of the software is unaware of. I did use Google's Project Zero for most of the information during this podcast episode. When it comes to vulnerabilities, we typically think of software, but hardware vulnerabilities do exist as well. Spectre and Meltdown exploit two techniques used by processor called caching and speculative processing. Caching is the storing of temporary data on the CPU so that it can be accessed faster, even faster than it can be on RAM, which is the whole point of RAM. Speculative execution basically tries to predict the future, sort of. Let's say the CPU needs to think about whether X is not true, because if X is true it must do Y, and if X is not true it must do Z. Speculative execution computes Y and Z before knowing if X is true, so that it already has a head start no matter what the CPU decides X is. The output by speculative execution is stored in the cache because it needs to be accessed quickly by nature. The problem is when protected memory comes into play. Protected memory is the concept that no process can access data unless it has permission and it must first do a privilege check to see if it has permission. Speculative execution, being an overachiever and absolute opposite of a procrastinator, does not check if it has permission before working with the data, because privilege checking in PC terms takes a long time and speculative execution is very, very impatient. However, it learns about the address of the data and not the contents, because those are locked by hardware barriers unless a privilege check is passed. Remember that part about the hardware barriers, as it is important later. Knowing the address, however, is crucial in knowing what the data is. You might not be able to see the exact contents, but you know where the data is stored, and you can learn about it that way. Enter Spectre. Spectre is able to induce speculative execution in order to expose data that it is not supposed to see by running processes it wants to get information on. 
Spectre is very clever and has a setup phase that clears the cache of unnecessary data and prepares a channel that it will use to extract information during speculative execution. Spectre then triggers the PC to perform an action that it wants to get data on so we can get exactly the data it wants and send it back to the hacker controlling it. Spectre is also quite hard to detect, although nowadays it and its cousin Meltdown can be spotted on systems rather easily. And now that I bring up its cousin Meltdown, Meltdown is quite similar, but it also melts down the security boundaries that are supposed to be hardware enforced, which is exactly why I mentioned hardware and told you to remember it. This allows Meltdown to see way more data than Spectre can, but it also only works on certain Intel chips and is easier to fix than Spectre is. And so Spectre will haunt PC users for a while while Meltdown may be easier to contain. These exploits have been somewhat patched but cannot be fully removed, only made harder to execute. Updates to operating systems, software applications, and web browsers have made these vulnerabilities a lot harder to execute, especially Meltdown. These are very serious exploits. The newer chips fundamentally changed the hardware that allowed them to execute, which is allegedly why Microsoft wants you to upgrade, despite many patches being incredibly effective at negating the vulnerabilities with the unfortunate sacrifice of performance slowing down. Due to the nature of the vulnerability, this is just inevitable. The slowdowns could also be between 5 and 30%, which is really no small figure, but it's likely fine if you don't require a high-speed processor. So why do I think Microsoft forcing users to get only the latest CPU is unnecessary to avoid these serious vulnerabilities is an issue? Well, simply put, security is a spectrum. Not everyone can afford to upgrade their CPU, especially since CPUs are more likely to have compatibility issues than any other PC component, and especially if you have a laptop where you likely can't even change your CPU out. Yes, this is a vulnerability that exists, but it can be mitigated and not entirely prevented, which is like many, many things in security. 100% security does not exist. Full stop. What works for one user is not going to work for another user, which leaves some users at a greater risk. However, it will likely be more risky to stay on an unsupported version of Windows 10, no longer receiving security updates than it will to upgrade to Windows 11, which I'm telling you is what a lot of people are going to do. People already hate software updates and don't understand security. They're not going to buy a whole new laptop to be more secure. Some people argue that by 2025, when Windows 10 is no longer supported, you should buy a new laptop anyways. But I know people whose laptops last for over 10 years, and I am certainly hoping my laptop lasts me more than 7, like my last one did. However, the elephant in the room is that Microsoft seems to be avoiding that most hackers do not care about performing Spectre and Meltdown attacks on individual users. The places that hackers, assuming they are intelligent, will target are cloud service providers. In a public cloud, which is how most of us are familiar with the cloud, resources are shared among many clients. That means this vulnerability could be exploited to steal mass amounts of information from the cloud vendors, including cybersecurity vendors. Nexus Guard, who provide DDoS protections, a DDoS or Distributed Denial of Service attack being an attack on a web server typically, where multiple requests from multiple computers bombard the network and try to shut it down, is an example of a vendor that would likely be targeted, although they have claimed to upgrade their systems accordingly and do not predict Spectre and Meltdown are an issue. Who's to say other companies feel the same way as Nexus Guard does, though? I understand why Microsoft is doing this, but it is alienating a large amount of their user base. The most important part of cybersecurity is being able to find a balance and sell your solution, and a lot of average users simply won't choose to purchase the solution, which will only leave them screwed over in the end. 
After support ends for Windows 10, people who haven't upgraded will have a major target on their backs and are more likely to be impacted by malware or vulnerability than people using a slightly older processor on the latest version of Windows. And heck, people are still running Windows XP and Windows 7. I know people personally who are still running both of those, so don't pretend like Windows 10 is just not gonna have the same problem. Yes, security is important, and this is a vulnerability you can only fix with a hardware upgrade. That does not mean it should be required for Windows 11. Maybe in three years, most people will have gotten new devices, and for the most part, it will be fine. But users who can make a laptop live longer for six years shouldn't be removed from the equation entirely. Tell me what you think. Is Microsoft being reasonable? Is this update going too far? Should Windows 10 be supported for longer, before most people can make the switch? Should this chip requirement have been postponed for Windows 12, when it would have been less contentious, and also Windows 12 is probably going to be better than Windows 11 because of the rule that every other version of Windows sucks? Whew. Let me know. Anyways, as always, I'm Chloe Tonus, and until next time, upgrade your processors and stay secure.